I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Chicago's outgoing Inspector General Joe Ferguson is wrapping up his 12-year run as the city's top watchdog and raising several issues before he leaves office. Yesterday, he announced the Chicago Fire Department is still not properly monitoring response times. That's eight years after he first urged the department to track how long it takes to answer calls. And another audit released this morning criticizes city council committees for shoddy record-keeping. Here to tell us more about these investigations is Inspector General Joseph Ferguson. Joe, welcome back to Reset. Thanks. I want to start with city council committees. And and so our, our listeners understand, city council committees are tasked with reviewing proposed legislation and making recommendations. And each committee has its own budget. What did your office find out? Overall, that um, there is no uh, set of standards uh, to govern um, the operation of committees in terms of um, how they keep their records and track aspect of operations. Many of them don't comply with the Local Records Act for retention of core records that are required by both um, state and local law to be retained. Um, We saw it's routine when term of the council turns over and new committee chairs come in for the records not to be retained from the last term to the new term. Mm -hmm. Additionally found that for many of the committees, um, aldermen who chair those committees utilize the committee staff not for committee work, but actually for ward constituent work, their particular ward's constituent work, which means committee resources aren't being used for committee purposes. Committees are supposed to operate for the whole council, which is supposed to serve the whole city. And so it means something fundamental in the operation of the legislature is lost. And that one of the additional consequences is that there is great inequity in the amount of resources that exist for aldermen from ward to ward, simply based on whether or not they have a committee chair. So make it clear for us, why does this matter? that committee resources aren't being used for committee purposes. Sure. So what it means is committee work isn't being done that instead the core resources of the committee are actually being diverted to the individual interests of of the aldermen in their wards. If committee work is not being done, then the whole council is lacking in various of the committees the requisite amassing of subject matter expertise, the holding of hearings, through which really we get better as a legislative and policy body in the city. So the work of the people as it is intended in the city council is not actually getting done because the the resources are being diverted. So what are your office's recommendations then to the city council committees? That the council work towards um, ending that practice um, to assure that committee personnel and resources are devoted only to committee purposes and that uh, the council also assure that there is appropriate record keeping that comports with state and local law. Have you presented them with these recommendations yet? Uh, yes. As a matter of course, we do, and we give them time for response. And here they had a very long time for response, and uh, the response was our findings and recommendations. The findings, in many respects, were acknowledged. The recommendations were not well received. Okay. Well, as we mentioned, Friday's your last day as Chicago's Inspector General, and of course, you've been very busy. So I, I want to move on to the audit that was released yesterday about the fire department and their response times. What were your findings there? 
the fire department really has no performance management standards or system um, to measure its performance in any meaningful respect which means that the fire department performing one of the most fundamentally important services that a municipality provides doesn't track its performance and doesn't have systems in place to over time actually improve its performance. And that largely boils down to response times, response times for both fire responses and emergency medical services. And um, the data that it does amass is incomplete, it's inaccurate, and it's actually not structured in order to get them to the place that they need to be in order to um, assess their performance. And then additionally, they have not committed to any type of meaningful standards. There's national standards for response times. The department has said over time that um, the national standards don't fit Chicago very well, but best practice would be to devise standards that meet the, the, the local circumstances and then have a management system and data systems in place by which you can measure whether or not you're hitting the mark. And this is all eight years after you first urged the fire department to more closely monitor response times, right? Uh, yes, eight years after we first noted it and six years after we went back and said, how you doing? And they said, we're not doing any of it. And um, here we are um, so many years later in exactly the same place. Although I would add with a slightly different attitude in the response of the department, whereas in 2013 and 2015, the department said, just not an issue, just not, not something we're going to do. Um, the department has acknowledged as a matter of good practice that this actually is a problem and that it intends to actually do something about it this time. Okay. So are, are they the very same issues that you identified years back? All things are exactly as they were then. This seems like a big deal, response times for, for a fire department. Uh, I just wonder how all this time could go by without much change. What would be the consequences for ignoring your recommendations? The consequences are that we're we're not conducting ourselves in a way to deliver the best form of service in the fire department. And the best form of service gets um, the, the right units to respond as promptly as possible, um, triaged correctly, um, with the result that, and we don't know this, there aren't individual situations that we looked in, but with the consequence potentially being that um, we don't get to people in time, that maybe lives are lost. So, you know, this matters as a matter of first priority, and the department just hasn't devoted itself to be its best, um, which is really the responsibility. The new fire commissioner, Annette Nance Holt, has uh, pledged to take additional steps to analyze response times, like hiring additional analytics staff and asking Urban Labs at the University of Chicago for help. Are you optimistic that she'll make some changes? Look, the, the first step is to acknowledge the problems and the shortfalls. That's been done here. The second step is to actually commit to um, whether it's our specific recommendations or their own version of what they believe would be necessary to address the problems. That is notionally being done here. Um, we've seen variations on this theme before, both within the fire department and elsewhere in the city. Um, well, I'll have to wait and see how meaningful the follow-through is because it's all about the follow-through. Inspector General, uh, last Thursday, you spoke at the City Council budget hearing for the final time, and you brought up several concerns about the police department. Can you just go over some of those with us? 
Yeah. Um, I was asked specifically about some of the biggest issues that need to be attended to, and I noted that we are now two and a half years gone um, since our original report on the, the department's uh, so-called gang database, um, in which we cataloged incredible degrees of inaccuracy in the designation of over 130,000 Chicagoans, 96% of whom are black and brown skin, being designated as gang-affiliated. Um, the inaccuracies in the data, um, the failure of, of, of training for appropriate assessment at the front end in the field of designation, and on the subject of designation, what we have is police officers on the basis of street encounters putting into a system the fact that an individual is affiliated with a gang. Mm -hmm. and, I, and my recollection is, is that approximately 80 to 85 percent of those situations really involve a simple acquiescence in an accusation made by an officer that the individual is in some way affiliated with a gang. So this has an extraordinary impact on tens of thousands of lives directly and hundreds of thousands of lives indirectly. The department acknowledged the inaccuracies. The current administration, and this report came out just before the, 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 the turnover of the current administration, decried the findings and said something will be done about it. Two and a half years later, we are still waiting for action on that with extraordinary consequences to individual lives. Additionally, the department, a records management audit that we did, people would say, records management, how does that, what does that have to do with policing? Well, if the police department doesn't have an organized, well-maintained system of records, detectives can't find records in the department's own uh, systems to conduct effective investigations, so it may affect clearance rates in terms of achieving criminal justice objectives. Um, fair outcomes of, of in the criminal justice system um, in both directions, potentially wrongful convictions mm -hmm. or questionable convictions that may arise from the fact that not everything has been turned over to the defense or to the court, and on the other side of the equation, cases in which all records that should be turned over can't be found and therefore cases that are meritorious having to be dismissed. These things are routine. That in and of itself is something that has met with no response and no reaction action from a police department that is horribly lagging on its obligations under the consent decree to reform itself. These are big issues. You talked about ShotSpotter too, right? Absolutely talked about ShotSpotter. And on ShotSpotter, I'd love to take credit for, you know, something that we found that nobody else found. We're actually, our report actually trailed a number of other um, analyses that, that showed that there is a significant both inaccuracies, false positives with respect to ShotSpotter generally, and more importantly here in Chicago, a very small percentage of overall um, ShotSpotter um, alerts actually resulting in um, the recovery of evidence or arrests relating to gun or violent crime um, offenses. Did you raise any other concerns about city government with the alderman at last week's uh, budget hearing? Um, I, I did, and, and, and the broadest concern is while on the one hand the public um, uh, seems to be digging into and grabbing onto the data and the reports that we put out there to improve their capacity to advocate for their particular constituent concerns or policy changes, that the city itself is no longer acting um, on the recommendations. And it's not simply whether or not they agree with us. We, we know that there are reasons for disagreement at times, but it has become routine for the city to promise to act on our recommendations and then not do anything. You also recommended that the council hire its own attorney. What was the thinking behind that? 
so that wasn't in, that wasn't a unilateral. That was a, a recommendation. That was a question that was posed by an alderman. But okay. the the reason for the answer um, was categorically yes because of this. Um, the same person who represents um, ostensibly um, the executive branch is also the legal representative for the legislative branch, and that is an inherent conflict of interest. And the city council needs to have its own legal advice and counsel um, with respect to issues that it is dealing with in um, trying to hold in some fashion the executive to account. As things stand right now, the council essentially has to rely upon the kindness of a stranger that's under the control of a mayor. And that is not good for creating that sort of independent lens um, and analysis that's needed for the legislature to actually be a meaningful contributing partner with agency over the legislative process. You completed your investigation into um, the raid of Anjanette Young's apartment. Young, if you recall, was the uh, social worker who police left naked and handcuffed while they were looking for another suspect. Uh, Joe, can you share anything about your findings with us? Um, at, at this juncture, it has to be very limited. Um, we, I, I did make a public statement that we had concluded the investigation, and we anticipate that the report will go to the mayor before I leave at five o'clock on Friday, this coming Friday. The mayor will have, uh, and the and, and and the administration will have a, uh, an, an opportunity afforded by statute to to respond, and then at that point, um, uh, our findings will be made public. But I, I will say this as a general proposition: um, what we found separate and apart from specific violations um, is a callousness and a carelessness with respect to um, the city's handling of the aftermath of that search. We have a cultural problem in terms of how we deal with victims, a cultural problem in how we deal with um, our transparency obligations under FOIA, um, a problem with the lens through which we litigate matters on behalf of the city, the corporation, that seems to leave out the greater good. These are broader themes that I believe are inherent in our specific findings. Unfortunately, it's, the process still needs to play out with respect to the specific findings. Well, as uh, we've mentioned, you, you've, of course, been very busy. This is the last week, but you've got two days left in office. So a any other audits that are coming out as you wrap up these 12 years? Um, there are a couple of um, additional reports that will be coming out, and, and our, the very last thing will be a quarterly report that will be um, the usual compendium of many things that have happened in the last quarter um, with something of a valedictory closing statement from me. But, uh, yeah, a few more things to come before we um, hit 5 o'clock on Friday. Who's going to be handling all these matters at the uh, IG's office after you leave? That's an enormous question that um, it is shocking that um, I can't give you an answer to. Really? Um, I, it back on Wednesday? Back, on Wednesday. Back in July, I sent a letter saying, look, it's about 100 days out, and um, here's the process to remind everyone, and here are the consequences um, for a turnover in IG. Here we are, I believe, on day 104 or 105 since that notice was given. The selection committee has only just started a process, and the lateness of all of this necessitates the need for the appointment of an interim IG. And as we talk on Wednesday, two days before I finish up, mm -hmm. we don't know who the interim IG is going to be. Interesting. I guess we'll have to wait to see. Well, that is Chicago Inspector General Joe Ferguson. After 12 years, his last day as the city's watchdog will be this Friday. 
Thank you for joining us, Joe, and for your service. Thank you, Sasha. Want more context on the top issues of the day? Find the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.